0: You're listening to the Talkin' True Hoops March Madness Special. Subscribe and follow our podcast for all the
1: up-to-date tournament news and all the madness. Now, here's Rob and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Talkin' True Hoops Podcast, episode number 23. This is a special episode, Nick. March Madness is finally upon us. Happy Selection Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah to you, Rob. I'm very excited for this uh, upcoming weekend.
1: It's it's going to be absolutely crazy. Every year, March Madness is ridiculous. We're doing a March Madness special for our first year of the podcast, and it, it's going to be amazing. The games are—oh, every year, games are ridiculous. Games—just huge upsets, huge letdowns from big big-name teams. So we're going to hop right into it. Like I said, we're recording on Selection Sunday— so the brackets just came out. A lot of big uh, look looks for the bracket. We got some big number ones. The the top four or the the four number one seeds. We got Villanova, Virginia, Xavier, and Kansas. What do you think of those, Nick?
0: Yeah, Virginia being the number one overall out of the number ones, I would say is uh, definitely you know no explanation needed. They they've lost two games all season, and you know they're just dominant force in the ACC as well. So. You know, no debate there. Who else? Uh, Nova. Nova all year has been solid. They've been uh, pretty consistent, I would say, besides a couple of losses. But, you know, Xavier, another team in the Big East that, you know, East e- to show. Yeah, Two,
1: two big, big East. Teams. I mean, the Big East, man. Once you thought, once Syracuse left and, of course, UConn, people were kind of oh. thinking – Like yeah, a lot of teams, and once they left, they're kind of like, oh, where's the Big East going? You can debate, and you could really say that the Big East is the best conference in basketball. Still, you can still have that debate.
0: Yeah, we have a yeah, and then the fourth one, fourth number one is Kansas, which which you could say is probably had a lot of competition in that Big Twelve, which has so so many other good teams. You know, the biggest takeaway here is um, you know no debate with the top four, but. Nine ACC teams made the tournament,
1: and none are number one seed. Showing a lot oh, of no, love. Oh, no, wait,
0: I take that back. I take that back. Virginia's the number one seed. But yeah. still, nine nine ACC teams.
1: They're used. showing a ton of love to the ACC. And, yeah. you know, it's the glamour conference, if you will. It's where everyone goes to play football, it seems like. 351! 351! Rovers, sit! Hut, hut! With basketball, it seems like they put in a lot of the teams in the from that conference. Like Syracuse is playing in the play-in game, and they're going to be playing against uh, Arizona State, I believe. You got?
0: I didn't think Arizona State even deserved to be in it.
1: I mean, there's a reason why they're the last four in, and it's mm. it's just you know. And we'll move on. The UCLA is playing uh, Saint Bonaventure, and I don't know. What do you have for those games? Do you think Syracuse is going to take it? UCLA.
0: Uh, I think Arizona State versus Syracuse, probably Syracuse, because Arizona State's been playing terrible basketball as of late. Um, UCLA, I like UCLA. Actually, I saw them play uh, when they played Arizona. That was a great game. They just couldn't finish in overtime. And obviously, DeAndre Ayton dominated, but we'll get to that. We'll get yeah, DeAndre Ayton,
1: man, that dude can play. I was on Twitter the other day or yesterday during the Pac-12 Championship. This man yeah. brought down 32 po- or 32 points and brought down 18 boards. Ridiculous. And we'll yeah. but we'll save that for later when we're talking about the big guys that can make an impact. And then uh, the first four out, we got Baylor, St. Mary's, USC, and Notre Dame. What do you think of those?
0: Yeah, um, Notre Dame. They honestly, Bonzi Colson came back from the injury and they completely looked like a different team. If maybe they had them all year, they would have been automatically in. We wouldn't have had that debate. Syracuse would have been looking out, but. Yeah, USC, I'm actually shocked. I liked USC. They played pretty competitive.
1: Yeah, they games. played really yeah. well in the championship Really game. well in
0: the games. Yeah, in the games that I saw. And I, I thought they had a couple pieces, too, that would be very entertaining to watch in the tournament.
1: So, you know, surprised They St. Mary's, another team that I was surprised well, they didn't make it. The the thing that I think that you can make an argument for is, or that I believe is really a big issue kind of – is that the fact that USC gets left out, and you put a team like Syracuse in? Don't you feel like that's kind of showing a little bit too yeah. much love to Syracuse that's a, that's and a bias. and that's and, an easy, and giving a it bias. and the Jim Boeheim love affair? Like uh-huh. pe- teams just are like, oh, this guy's been in there forever. And you know, you got to respect the man. I mean, he only won one national championship on the coattails of Carmelo Anthony, but. <laughs> Nonetheless, I think that USC got really snubbed because mm-hmm. and the the conference games are extremely important in my mind. I think the conference the conference weekend that we just had, that's, you know, championship weekend. The, yeah, the championship weekend, you know, everyone's going to say that the the March Madness tournament is the best thing. Obviously it is. But I I really love watching the conference games and the championship weekend because it's just yeah. great basketball, especially so in the March conference, because you're playing your conference and those are the guys that you see most of most of the time during the season. And that's who you want to beat, and that that's really good basketball because they know how to play each other and they're just really competitive. So I think that they showed a little bit too much love for Syracuse and USC got a bit snubbed because they played really well in that back uh, Pac-12 championship and against that monster DeAndre Ayton in the Arizona Wildcats. So, yeah, I think they got snubbed. But some big storylines heading into March Madness in our mind, I think the big one that kind of comes out is with one of the n- big number one seeds, the number one overall seed in the entire tournament, Virginia. They've been playing well all year they've been they they're first in the nation, I believe, in defensive category, just overall defense, I believe. And the big question mark around them is, will they be able to get over the hump and kind of emulate Nova from a couple uh, two years ago and get over the hump like NOVA was having those struggles and become champions? and they won the ACC championship against uh, North Carolina, so I'm not too sure. If they're going to be able to do it, they have a really good overall team, and they have a really good defensive team that you obviously defense wins you championships. Yep. But I, I'm just really shaky with them.
0: Yeah. So Virginia, they're, they're a solid team. They're very good defensively. They are they're deep. They're good on offense when they get into their their system and their plays. The so the one concern that I would have with Virginia is in a tournament like this. You know, the games are you know physical they they take a toll cuz there's so many back to backs you, you know what i mean like so uh, so many games in one weekend but they don't get to the free throw line a lot, enough and that's that's a struggle when you look at the tournament because you got to get to the line it slows the game down you get easy points and they they just haven't been they haven't done that all year besides you know even though that they only have two losses they're they're a very good team but that's that's my only concern with them looking I, at the bracket yeah they I have a
1: they have a tough road though man i'll yeah, tell you what because, because they got go. K- you yeah they got it. they got kansas state possibly or Creighton in the second round cuz i for the most part we're going to say that the 16 seed gets beat i i don't mm-hmm. it, i think there's never been a 16 seed upset of one but it has not virginia is the, probably going to take care of business they got to play kansas state and then the next round it's looking like they're going to Based off the higher seed, we're going to say they either have to play a team like Kentucky or Arizona, and I'm going to say it right now. I mean, it's early, and I can kind of change my pick. You'll have to pay attention at Talking True Hoops on social media to see if I change my pick, whether or not. But as of now, I'm thinking that Arizona, I, I have fully bought in that Arizona can win the national championship and will win the national championship. They just have so much talent. Alonzo Trier has come back really well, and they just have... Been facing adversity, obviously, with the allegations and the whole FBI thing with uh, Sean Miller and DeAndre Aiden. They are just a crazy team. And Virginia, that's a team that's in there in the South region, and that's going to be a really mm-hmm. tough team to play because they got two big guys down low that'll really ground and pound you, like you were talking about. Will they be able to get physical with the other team?
0: Yeah, I agree. Arizona could definitely be a nightmare matchup for Virginia in the uh, Sweet 16. But um, moving on, I think we could t- also talk about how Kentucky's been playing some very good basketball as of late. They are the oh, SEC champs. SEC champs. And, you know, they got that number five seed, which, I mean, you probably expect the way they've been playing all year. But, you know, they're coming in hot. And teams that come in hot, you know, tend to do pretty well in the tournament. So you, can, you never know in that south region. I would say another studio in the United is Texas getting the number 10. You know that's pretty. That, that could be an upset versus Nevada at number ten. What do you have to say about that, Rob?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Texas is a definitely possible to get an upset. They're a good team. I've watched a little bit of them this year. And we gotta say, right off the bat, like you hear our opinions and everything, but it's March Madness. Literally anything can happen. But yeah. we're looking at it from just the body of work and you, what mm-hmm. you've seen. And the eye, I usually like to use the eye test. It's like wherever these guys are ranked, if I've seen them on television before and I see the way that they play, I'll base my opinion off it. I don't need to listen to any analytic BS. So smart guys want to fit in. So they made up a term called analytics. Analytics don't work. That's what I think. And going back to Kentucky, like watching them, Calipari, obviously a great leader of, of uh, troops and of his men that are playing. And really not Men the kids that he brings in, these freshman guys. And the real question, because usually when they get these young talent, these young talented players, at the beginning of the year, there's a lot of struggle, and then they kind of come together like the Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker. When they played together, they really meshed well. They had a little struggle, even though they pretty much went undefeated. That was the year that they went undefeated until they lost to Wisconsin. But they kind of had some growing pains, even though they were winning games. But with this Kentucky team, it's like they're playing – really weird like on and off they're winning games but then they're going on these losing skids and they're not really a consistent basketball team and it's it's a John Calipari team but it's not these young talented guys that eventually really figure it out and you could say because they won the SEC championship that they figured it out but I'm not too not too clear on that
0: yeah I agree who do you think Rob's going to come out of that south Uh, my my prediction right now would be uh Virginia
1: oh I'm going with Arizona I told you okay. I, I I think they that they got a lot of pork in the paint man and they could really and DeAndre Ayton is just ridiculous number one pick I I'm all in on him I wish the Knicks would t- would have started tanking earlier can match him up on the block with Porzingis oh my goodness that that dude yeah, can play
0: have fun in Atlanta
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much uh right. and th- yeah moving on Missouri is in there they are where are they on the seeded uh, bracket they're on the west they are the eighth seed
0: versus Florida State and tough pretty tough actually they got another ACC matchup but Missouri's got their guy coming back Michael Michael Porter Porter, we
1: finally get to see him he played against Georgia and he had 12 points and eight rebounds and I watched a little bit of the highlights it wasn't pretty Nick it it was kind of rough but that's what's going to happen when you come back from your spinal injury. I mean, it's a serious injury, and he came back, and he looked pretty solid. Missouri, I'm glad they're in the tournament because we finally get to see him play meaningful basketball, and it's, this is what we a lot of the people were looking forward to seeing, not just him go one and done and be like a Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz and, mm-hmm. and not make the tournament. We want to see the best NBA prospects play in the play in the big dance so it's going to be really interesting to see him especially play with his brother they looked like they had a a good chemistry going there and where do you kind of see Missouri heading in this uh in the the dance zoo
0: I mean it's good to see him in there um thinking you know Michael Porter's team carried him and so forth but I my uh, concern here is is Michael Porter who hasn't played with them all year ruining like chemistry on the court because they don't really know how to play with him. is he going to take too many possessions away from other guys and is he going to disrupt how they've been playing all year? That led them to the exit. So yeah, that's the only concern with them. Well, they, they could definitely be Florida State.
1: Yeah, they had him They had him plugged in off the bench. So I don't think, I don't think him like kind of being an egotistical basketball yeah. player and like kind of being like, oh, this is you know my team. I need. It. I think that he's a guy that'll follow his role. Obviously, when he goes to the NBA, that may be a little bit different. But right now, I think he, I think he's a smart guy and knows. I haven't been around. I'm gonna let the let the guys who have been taking care of business lead. But they're in a tough part of the bracket because if they once they beat Florida State, yeah, you're matching won. up with Xavier. As of now, I'm leaning towards the upset just because I I want I gotta have a different bracket. I don't want to have the one seeds all moved to the Sweet 16 and then or to the Elite Eight. I want to have a little little diversity, not not being you know cookie cutter. So yeah. I I want to say that. You know, Michael Porter Jr. could uh, have a real—his sh- showing out party, which would have been during the regular season, during during the big dance. So I'll, I'd like to see that happen. And one, one other note storyline that I want to mention is, isn't it funny how there's been a disappearance of the investigation right when the tourney starts? Hmm, that's a mystery. All this big FBI talk is yeah. kind of NCAA's kind of just— Oh, we're gonna come after Hart, but oh, we gotta we gotta make sure the tournament's being broadcasted without any kind of sullied uh, uh, content about you know these players. We'll 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 show you DeAndre Ayton and we'll show you Sean Miller and all these guys that have, were – I mean, it's just so it's so ridiculous from the NCAA, Nick. It's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's an ongoing investigation, so it's not set in stone. The NCAA won't come down with anything probably until after the tournament. You know, they gotta sell. They're they're trying to make as much money as they can, you know, so it's a business. But, you know, let's go back to the, the bracket we were talking about Mizzou in the West. You know, I see a couple teams there that you could see some upsets. You know, number ten Providence, they've had a good they had a good run in the um
1: You see the coach rip they? his pants, by the way? I just wanna throw that yeah, out there. Exactly. That was hilarious. Oh my god. He had to put a towel on on his butt. That was crazy. Yeah,
0: but Providence definitely made a good push in the Big East. Um, I see teams like San Diego State, UNC, um, UNC. What is it? Uh,
1: one of the Greenville, One Greenville, of
0: those UNC that Greenville, one that, and then South yeah. Dakota State. Those those three teams could definitely upset. Um, looking into the tournament, they come in hot. They're playing teams like Houston, Gonzaga, Ohio State. That. Have been have been iffy throughout the year, so that's definitely huge. Another thing that I'd look at in the bracket is teams that are from the Big Ten. They've had a whole week off since their conference since yeah, their tournament that, felt last like
1: week. that conference felt that conference championship felt like it was literally a month ago.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> With all the basketball that's been playing. But so that's something to look at. Do you think that those teams are gonna be coming out well rested or are they gonna be rusty because they haven't played in a week? So that's that's something to take a look at, you know. Yeah. Who do you think is going to come out from the uh, West?
1: Um, I'm rolling with North Carolina right now, although they're kind of they're kind of shaky with me. They don't really have a guy on the team that like mm-hmm. is that alpha. Like they have a bunch of alphas. Like they don't have that one guy that's like that big star. Like they have uh, Joel Berry and Luke May has been playing good. Who's the other guy? Number one. Do you know? Do you remember um, his name?
0: Yeah, Pinton. Pinton.
1: Yeah, he's playing well. So they have a cast of characters that are kind of helping them along, but they're just a good team. Mm-hmm. Roy Williams is a really good coach, and you got to remember also, too. Gonzaga there made the national. That'll be a fun, that would be a real fun uh, rematch in the in the Sweet Six or Elite Eight if they could match up North Carolina and Gonzaga. Yeah, you're little, right. little, little yeah, rematch and get a little revenge on North Carolina. So that's a that may honestly. I may say that that's the toughest region. Would you would you agree with that?
0: Um no, I would not. Nah. Which leads us into our leads us into <laughs> our next one. I would say the Midwest is pretty tough.
1: Yeah, that if is you, tough. Uh, that is a if tough you're region.
0: Looking at Number 1 Kansas, number 2 Duke, number number 3 Michigan State, number 4 Auburn, number 5 Clemson. Those are teams that are extremely
1: good proud. amount of stars. Trey Young yeah, in there. Yeah,
0: I mean if Michigan State won the, the tournament, they could have been up to a two-seed or, you know, Duke, too, if they won theirs, they could have been a possible one-seed. So it's all up and down. You, you, it's such, that one's so deep to me. I would say definitely a storyline would be that Oklahoma at 10 versus URI. URI's been playing good basketball all year. They got upset in their conference championship by Davidson. That stole a uh, spot, but... You know, it'd be interesting to see Trey Young versus URI.
1: I'm going to be a Duke hater right now, and I'm going to say the round that they get once Duke beats Iona, or it w- would you be bold and pick every two seed to lose to a 15 seed? I'm, well, I mean, I you was like, yeah, but I'm going to say if Duke advances past Iona, which it they most likely will, but it is March Madness. We so got to put that disclaimer out there. It's March Madness. Everyone mm-hmm. remember that they're going to lose to either Oklahoma or URI. I'm going to say that. I, I think they're That's going to bold. lose. I think they're going to lose in that second round in that second matchup. I just uh, Marvin Bagley plays really well. I like Marvin Bagley, and obviously it's Duke, uh Grayson Allen's kind of going away. Uh, his uh, last hurrah with Duke. So I kicked him square in the net. before he enters yeah. in the draft. I wonder where, where where he'll go. We'll have to talk about that later. But I don't know. I just kind of think uh, I may be being a Duke hater, and a lot of people may be on that on that boat that they're not big Duke fans unless you're from uh, North Carolina. But hmm. I mean, I'm kinda I'm kinda leaning towards them getting upset pretty quick. I mean, they don't have that kinda that team like I'm even looking back, I'm even surprised like that team with Jaleel Okafor now looking only because like looking at the way he plays in the NBA today, but they had Winslow and and, and Tyus Jones. So that was a good team. But Duke Grayson Allen. Yeah, and I don't That's know. A bunch. Yeah, Duke is just like the past couple of years, they've been and and they they had a I, not a poor showing, but they they weren't they didn't really match up as well as I wanted against North Carolina. Obviously, they didn't lose yeah. the game by a lot, but I, I was kind of expecting a little bit more play when while watching it just by the eye test from Duke. So I think they could get upset in that in that second round.
0: I agree. I mean, it would be extremely fun to watch Michigan State versus Duke though in the Elite
1: Eight. Yeah, what about Michigan State? Or, they they no, the Sweet 16, What about what about Michigan State? Because they kind of – obviously we know with all the allegations and all that that bad stuff that's been going on with Michigan State, the horrible stuff with the with the team doctor and the possible rape allegations against uh, I think it was was Payne from a couple years. He he played for the Timberwolves they, or the Magic, and then they cut him. So they got an Izzo's under paying, yep. huge fire. I think that that's really taken a toll on them because it doesn't look like Miles Bridges is a good player as well as Jaron Jackson Jr., two big big possible NBA prospects. But they just kind of look like it really drained them. Even though they're a three seed, people believe it's a little high for them. But I don't know. I feel like the Tom Izzo effect, I, I, I'm going to say I think Tom Izzo is going to be out because – Yeah, I think he's going to retire. I think he's going to retire because that fire from – how he allowed that to happen. Not allowed that to happen, but to be involved with that program when it was happening, that's just a terrible look and terrible period. Like You should not allow that to be happening at your university through your basketball program. Who cares if you're the coach, if you want to keep it straight? That's just a terrible thing to be having. Happen at at your through your basketball program. So, but this year it just looks like it's they're kind of drained, and I don't really see. I'll see them win a couple matchups, but no no big run from Michigan State in my mind.
0: Yeah, well, Michigan State they they started off slow. They uh, heated up at the end of the year. They're eleven and one coming into the uh, tournament in their last twelve. You know, they have a first round matchup against Bucknell, which I think they should handle pretty easily, especially. With all their studs that they have on their team, um, and then they're possibly TCU or Arizona State, Syracuse. We don't know yet, but I feel like they could definitely dominate that into the uh, Sweet 16. But then in the Sweet 16, they face a Duke or Oklahoma URI. That's that's going to be tough for them. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Tom Izzo. I mean, could Tom Izzo finally get over the hump and win a national championship? Not well, I think he actually,
1: yeah, no, he has one, but but get over the hump in terms of winning another one and and win, yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: Another Jim Boeheim at this
1: point, yeah, honestly. And I, (laughs) I, I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, show how upset I was, but I did pick when they had Denzel Valentine on that team, yeah, they got upset. I'm, I'm a little, don't you know. Don't get too mad if I'm a little hesitant to take Michigan State after that happening. That, that, yeah. was a, that was That was very upsetting for my bracket a couple years ago. Now, that's valid. We, we're, we talk a lot about NBA, obviously. So there's going to be a lot of stars involved with this March Madness and the big dance. So we're going to go through. We talked about them. Rob, Rob, Rob. We got
0: to discuss. We got to. Who are you getting? Who do you have coming out of the
1: Midwest? Oh, the Midwest. Oh, my bad. My bad. And we gotta talk about the we gotta talk about the East too, man. We did talk. I said Villanova. Then I said. Oh, you Villa? said Nova. I said Nova. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, I have no. Well, State, if so. if I didn't say it, I said Nova. I'm actually going bold with this one in the Midwest. So far, I have. It may change, but I'm feeling very strong. I'm gonna go with my boy Charles Barkley and his <laughs> Auburn Tigers. All right. I like. Them. I got a, SEC. I like it. Yeah, I mean,
0: I got a. I got Michigan State. I think they have too much talent oh, on the nah. roster. I don't like it. Talent. I don't like it. I can't they trust have too them. Too much talent. I can't trust it. They have a lot of talent, but that's why I think it's too many pieces I think they're going to come out. I mean, I feel like Kansas is the only team that could give them Kansas two could could eliminate them.
1: Yeah. So, moving on, back to what yep. I was about to, you know, slide into. <laughs> Players to watch, possible NBA prospects. We talked about a couple of them. We got Trey Young, first off, I'm so glad because there was possibility that they may I don't know, I was hearing a lot of rumblings that they were going to take Oklahoma. It was kind of not, a. it was kind of, wasn't it being, you know, thrown around that they were going to be taking out Oklahoma? They were kind of a bubble team a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: Oklahoma was on the bubble. They yeah.
1: Were, they so I'm I'm extremely glad that Trey Young's in there. He's moved up, possible in mock drafts around like seven or eight. So he's a guy that you know we want to watch during the during this national championship uh, tournament. So I, it's great to see on this mock draft actually that I'm looking at right now on NBA Draft Net. They got Trey Young going to uh, the New York Knicks at number nine. That'd be interesting. Get get back for losing Steph Curry a couple of years ago to Golden State and then stealing that guy from us. But I mean, what do you? Trey Young, how do you think he's going to perform?
0: Well, hopefully he captures the stage. I mean, everybody's comparing to Steph Curry. Hopefully he can play like Steph Curry. The Davidson team did pretty well in the tournament. See if he could lead his Oklahoma team did decent, uh, at least one or two wins. You know, another guy that I would say since we're on it to watch is uh, Alabama point guard Colin Sexton, who he hit the game winner with the jelly layup.
1: Um, <laughs> jelly fam.
0: Yeah, but yeah, uh, he definitely I think solidified where he should have been in front of Trey Young, because he wasn't
1: getting the recognition that he uh, deserved. He was the, he was number
0: one prospect actually at the point guard position going into the, the uh, season, and Trey Young he basically put him in the shadow. But thank God Kyle and got the recognition that everybody that he deserves, and everybody finally noticed it. And he definitely should be a top ten pick, right, there, right ahead of Trey Young in my eyes.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think that Sexton, especially with that huge game winner that he had against the –
0: who 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 was that game winner against? It was against um, – oh, man, I'm drawing a blank right now. Who
1: was that against? It was a huge – oh, my goodness. Oh, Auburn. Was it against – Auburn, yeah. Yeah, it was against – No. A- was it? Oh, we got to get it right. We can't have it wrong. Let's see. Colin Sexton, game winner. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Hold on. I got to get it right. Got to get it right. Get... Texas A&M. That's what it was. A&M. Texas yeah, A&M. All right, we got it correct. Took us long enough, but it's okay. Yeah, but I want to see Colin Sexton in this tournament. He's a guy that could be a possible top 10 pick in many people's minds. Possibly. Oh, I think that... Oh, no, he is. Yeah, he's a really I I I'd, I'd really love to see him. He showed out really well against in the SEC tournament. So, he's going to be very entertaining to watch, and I think that even though I think the SEC tournament was just showing a little taste of what he can have and once he gets into to the big dance, man. This guy can yeah. this guy can really play, and I like what I see from Alabama. Shout out to Avery Johnson getting screwed by the Nets a couple years ago for You're no right. reason. Right. And 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 bringing this Alabama program to some real some real competitive basketball and he's really turned that program around. I like what I see from Alabama. Another player, we got Michael Bridges. He played extremely well during the Big oh, East tournament. Huge. 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 He played really well, averaging 18 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game and 2.1 assists. This guy in many people's mind is going to be a top 5 pick. I think that he when when I say top, top five, 5. I think top 5 because Whoa! What, you think that's a little bit too bold?
0: Yeah, I think it is. I don't think he cracks the top top six. I think the top six is locked with um, Aiden Porter, Bagley, Jackson, Bamba, Donich, and Carter. The
1: you don't think that he actually. could? Sl- sl- but you never know. I'm saying in terms if he plays well during this this stretch right here in the in the dance, I think he could really move up. But it, also it it depends on what their needs are or like the teams really? that are drafting so it'll be interesting to see but he played really well during the big East championship con- or conference championship and I believe he took home the the MVP so he's been he's been playing really well maybe a bit too I, I had to catch I'll thank you Nick for catching my myself there I think that maybe maybe it's a little too you know it's a stretch for yeah. me to say that he's a top five pick but I, yeah. I, that's just buying into the Big East hype and a little bit, <laughs> he's been playing really well, so I like I like what I see
0: yeah, I agree he hit two huge threes in overtime and he's playing, he plays great defense and it with such a good coach and Jay Wright, Nova's a scary team and he's a scary player he's probably, you know, he put himself he put himself as the better bridge bridges, you know what I mean yeah. comparing <laughs> to him to
1: Miles Bridges yeah, I think but he uh, is, honestly he probably is the better uh, oh, yeah, out of the bridge is. yeah, I think so like i i've 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 felt fallen in love with this guy's game. He's ridiculous. DeAndre Ayton. I wish that the Knicks had the first overall pick. Maybe those ping pong balls will fall in our favor cuz this guy is just crazy good. He's been playing out of his mind basketball. Dude ha- like i said he had 32 and 18 in the Pac-12 championship. Got them a, got them a, a a ring for the Pac-12, I guess. That I don't know if they give out rings for that, but He's been playing extremely well, and obviously Arizona's under fire, and they've been able to handle the scrutiny a little bit with their play, and I think they're going to make a run, and I don't really see that the tournament will kind of impact his draft stock. I think it it'll, it can only help at this point because this kid is just seven1 250 pounds of just pure strength, and he's just an absolute baller.
0: Yeah, I've been saying it. I've been saying it since I saw him play in December. This guy is the unanimous number one overall pick in my eyes, and he definitely will be. You know, Rob, I was thinking maybe he's been playing so good in the Pac-12 championship because his $100,000 finally came through.
1: Oh, yeah. I think so. He's getting that that green a little bit. So he's like, okay, I'll turn it up a little bit, turn it up a little bit. Yeah, DeAndre 8 he's he's a stud man shout out big man on campus week five i believe i think it's week yeah, five but he was definitely a, a big man on campus he's really good yeah let's move on to uh marvin bagley of
0: duke yeah, this game, he's he's dominant he's dominant inside outside to rebound you know he was the best player in the acc this year overall look out for duke's marvin bagley and then also look out for Duke Wendell Carter Jr., another top ten pick. Both those guys down low. I get a little sense of a twin towers with uh, Tim Duncan and uh, Robinson. Yeah. So what would you have to say about that, Rob?
1: It's a interesting comparison when we do that. It's like kind of like the Trey Young with Steph Curry. But yeah, everyone likes to make comparisons these days. So I'll let it slide. I said <laughs> I said that Michael Bridges is a top five pick. So. I'll I'll let that I'll let that slide. So, yeah, I would um, too. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean Duke is gonna. I think even though I have them losing in the second round, I think these guys will play well and they'll play well for the two games that they're in the in the tournament. So, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, yeah they're gonna play well. So another guy, a four year senior, Javon Carter, West Virginia, Bobby Huggins and the boys. Are they gonna? Uh, Javon Carter, I don't know if he's gonna be I think he's gonna be like a top sixteen, top or top fifteen pick, you say? No. No? No, not even. No, he's a second round pick. Second round pick?
0: Yeah, he is. He is, he is. And the mock draft that I'm looking at right now, he's number fifty ninth. Wow. The second to last pick. But that's the reason why he's he's that late is because he's a four year point guard and you know, the, and the NCAA or whatever the NBA teams don't want that. They want the young guy that you know has been a highly recruited talent Javon Carter I can make a comparison to how Frank Mason from Kansas last year you know second round pick but he's been do- he's been playing great basketball for Sacramento or look what at, at
1: what seen? Van Vliet is doing right now he had that huge steal against uh Chris Paul the other day playing really good defense as like a six yeah. man basically for you're right so there's no exactly. yeah maybe top 15 or even first round is a little much for Javon Carter but there there is a, a huge benefit I'd say for drafting a a four year guy, even though the whole the new wave is getting the 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 young NBA prospects that are freshmen or sophomores. So even don't yeah, don't don't sleep on Javon Carter. I think that he'll he'll oh, play well. But West Virginia, I don't know. Bobby Huggins always seems to lose before the the elite eight or kind of I don't know. He just West Virginia always is one of those teams like Virginia and and Villanova the year before. That or the years before that they actually won the national championship that can't quite get over the hump.
0: Yeah, I like I like West Virginia. Back to Carter, he's their floor general. He he's the guy um, that plays great defense. He plays, he runs their offense. He's plug his guy on the court, and he's definitely going to take a big step. And that's what they need, West Virginia, if they in order to to have success in the tournament. But uh, let's move on to a couple of the. Michigan State Spartan guys that we have, we have Miles Bridges that we briefly talked about as being the second best Bridges, but this guy can ball as well. Very clutch for him. He's he's got good inside outside game. You know, lefty, good defender. You know, overall he's stud. Jaron Jackson, another guy, top five pick in the NBA draft. Very long, athletic. Still needs to develop to an outside game, but very uh, strong and physical. High flyer, good wing. I would compare him. You know, I don't want to
1: make this comparison, but the Jonathan Isaac from Florida State Ooh. Damn. That's what I see in this guy. Uh, I don't know. Ugly. How about you, Rob? That's a rough comparison, but it is. I think I see, man. I yeah, and I don't know. I think that it's interesting how Jaron Jackson is kind of like Miles Bridges was looked at as a possible like top six pick, top seven pick preseason and then like all these once the new wave kind once once you see all the young players that are plugged in for these teams then they like reshuffle the entire draft board and they're like oh this guy this freshman he's he's good like nba teams really want this guy so miles bridges kind of fallen below below his teammate but i would even i'm gonna say that i think miles bridges will probably have a better career in the nba than jaron jackson i don't know i just kind of i like miles bridges i like a lefty he can defend well and he's a big body like like him at the small forward he could play a little power forward too maybe in the big uh the new NBA he could play a little 5 you don't know you know stretch four stretch four we'll, we'll give him that label but the 2 Michigan State Spartans I mean they're going to have to show out in the tournament I think they'll do well but like I said Michigan State doesn't have the same they don't obviously I'm a little hesitant with them cuz they screwed over my bracket for the past couple of years but they could, they could play well. And I think that Tom Izzo, maybe his last hurrah, is going to go out with a bang. You never know. So those were the players that we're going to be paying attention to and that are huge in the, the the NBA prospects range. Now we'll move on. Who do we believe are our Cinderella stories? Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man. We got one Cinderella story. I'll, I'll throw in a possible another one, but Nick, who do you have as your Cinderella story that is going to take over March?
0: Yeah, so I'd I throw in solid two. I'll put in, I'll say three. You know what? I'll take that back. I'll put four, guy, four people that are possible Cinderella stories. My first being, I have two in the South, number 10, Texas. I do like, they have the top five guy in Mo Bamba. They got some decent players around them. If they could... You know, they've been so iffy, but if they put it together, they'll be a dominant team. I could see him being Nevada, being Cincy, making it into the Sweet 16. Um, another team is number 15, Georgia State. Wow. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, oh, Cincinnati, throwing Cincinnati,
1: a little shade at our fellow American conference, are you? I am. I am.
0: <laughs> I think, listen, Georgia State's coming in hot. I think Cincy. You know, they didn't really impress me in that win against Houston in the conference championship. They beat that some new by only 10. You know, I, I don't think Cincinnati's been playing their best basketball as of late. They're a good defensive team, but I think Georgia State might upset at 15. Um, another Cinderella story, Butler at 10. Butler could easily beat Arkansas and easily beat Purdue. Not easily beat Purdue. What am I saying? But they could beat Purdue, and then they could move on. They could actually possibly beat Florida or Texas Tech at 6-3. and three. So, that's another team I have, and my last team that I will add will be URI. URI is, you know, they've been playing good basketball. Hurley, Hurley's been, a, Dan Hurley's been doing a good job over there.
1: Hey, Dan Hurley, maybe you can come over to UConn, coach the team. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> but URI
0: definitely—they got a good basketball team. They they play with a lot of heart on the court. I've seen them play, and they're, they're definitely another possible Cinderella story. How about you, Rob?
1: So, my big, not—I mean, can you call an eight seed a Cinderella?
0: I would say so if they go all the way.
1: Okay, I'm going with the all
0: the the way, but if they upset the
1: one, yeah, I'm going with the Big East boys, Seton Hall. This (laughs) team—I've watched them like year after year, um, last couple years with their teams. I've just been watching them in the Big East uh, tournament and then watching them in the national national tournament. They are a good team, and this year I think that they have not a terrible road to to make some noise. I think they could loo- I think they're going to lose in the Sweet 16 or cuz as of now, but I can it's not like it's not like a sure like oh, they're going to lose the Sweet 16 only because I like Auburn, but I think that they can go ahead beat NC State, then go ahead and then upset huge upset against Kansas and then they wow. they can match up against Auburn. I think that they could beat Auburn. Right now that's the one that I'm like B- the biggest one that I'm on the fence about that I'm not, cause I want to go with my Cinderella story, but I also like Auburn at four at, at the, as the four seed and we roll we'll with Charles Barkley's boys. But I don't know, man, I, I like Seton hall. They're just a team that the biggies, the biggies teams are just, you can't really go wrong with them. I think that they're just a good, solid bunch of guys. And I think they can make some noise. And then another possible, uh, sleeper cinderella story i like san diego state i watched them in their in their conference championship yesterday and they play really good basketball i believe they're 22 and 10 and they're kind of slept on because they're not in like the best conference so no i think that they're a team that could definitely make a run let's see where are, on the bracket i had them where their matchups were do, 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 do. their matchup up against houston houston's is okay team uh, but the from the American Conference but I'm throwing a little shade at them I think San Diego State could beat them and then they'd match up with either Michigan or Montana I'm gonna say they'd play against Michigan I think San Diego State can beat that can beat Michigan and then I think they'll get their 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 butts whooped by North Carolina the next round but I think San Diego State could definitely make some noise those are those are two Cinderella stories that I can see so far and San Diego State where are they on the rank Here in the West? No, they're in the West, but they're they're an 11 seed. But I may go. I don't know. I may just just for the hell of it, I may just go ahead and pick every 15 seed over the second seed. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. There's a lot of time until Thursday to make the my official bracket, (laughs) the one that I put the most into. I get, but you got to make multiple brackets. I feel like, but the you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to just pick a bunch of 15 because at the end of the day, if you're trying to win your bracket or have a successful bracket it doesn't matter like you can pick it off mascots like and you'll, you'll get like the most point as long as you have like somewhat of a final four that's like realistic that will actually happen and then your national champ one one of the national champ or one of the uh, teams in the national championship you never know but it, it's all it's all over the place being that it could be that you, you could pick it however you want. You could pick it from mascots, from colors, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's March Madness.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, to wrap up the episode, let's uh, I'll give a little motivational speech over here and say, you know, anything can happen, but just enjoy the basketball. Even if you're betting money, you know, there's going to be a heartbreak. I might need to call the ambulance uh, for a heart attack on some people, but, uh, yeah. you know, enjoy it. Enjoy don't let the, the don't let the enjoy the craziness.
1: Don't let the point spreads come, get you too down.
0: Yeah, and don't. This is. I know, Rob. I know this is going to happen. A team is going to be down. An upset team, a lower seed is going to be down by one point or two points. But instead of going to the basket, they're just going to shoot a three from thirty, from far for three, and lose the game for you. It's going to be a heartbreaker. Just it's the new basketball.
1: It. Yeah, it's a new exactly. wave of basketball. It's insane. Yeah, so that's it for our first March Madness special. Kind of giving you the initial reaction. The games start third, or the first game is Tuesday, and then the pl- or the like the playing games are Tuesday and Wednesday. So that'll be exciting. Hopefully, the episode will We're gonna Thursday. try and get the episode at least up by tomorrow. So and then yeah, the official bracket starts on on Thursday. So that it's gonna be a crazy weekend for the first two rounds of the national tournament. It's gonna be crazy. We're going to be talking we're, – we're still going to sprinkle in some NBA, but since it's March, we're going to do a little bit more college basketball and kind of talk about the tournament and everything, but keeping keeping listening for some more NBA action as well. But we're going to be doing a lot of March Madness. It's it's, it's March. you got to pay attention mm-hmm. to what's going on in the tournament. So, once again, thank you for listening. Definitely hit us with a follow. Subscribe at Talking True Hoops. Subscribe on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube. Give us a like, favorite, everything. Definitely send in your brackets if you want, honestly. We want to hear your guys' picks. Nick, anything else to say? Not nothing else. Yeah. Alright, thanks for listening. And let the madness begin.
0: You've been listening to the Talking True Hoops March Madness Special. Be sure to click that subscribe button for all things March Madness. Catch us next time.